Welcome back to the Broncast, the podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. I'm Donnie Whiteman. We are two Bronco enthusiasts who own Broncos. We work on Broncos and just love talking about ye old Ford Bronco from generation one all the way through generation ding six. (laughs) Our sponsor for today's episode is Tom's Off-Road. Tom's Off-Road has every part that you need to fully restore your classic Bronco. In today's episode, we'll be talking about what a new Gen 6 Bronco is like compared to a Jeep. And uh, we'll be pulling up some ads for the sale of used Gen 6 Broncos, used new Broncos. Used new. Used new Broncos and see what they're going for, what the market's like. And um, any, I think we should also look at any reported issues the Jeep people are saying about the Bronco. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to throw in a little Gen 6 thing here. You know, when we were jumping, uh, I realized on the way home on the interstate that I was turning right, even though I was going straight, like my steering wheel (laughs) turned. (laughs) I didn't see that as an issue on the forums, but I'm like, well, how did that happen? It's like, oh yeah, we were airborne trying to see who could jump the highest. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, like we said, uh, this episode is going to be everything you need to know about the new Ford Bronco. So you know, we're kind of gearing this one to someone who's thinking about buying a new Bronco and looking at the market today. And, you know, like uh, when the Bronco came out, we were Broncos, new Broncos were like $100,000, you know, like they're just so marked up. Prices were outrageous. Um, And people might think, oh, it must still be the same today. And it's really not, you know, the market has in a couple of years, so shifted. Um, you can actually find Broncos on the, the Ford dealership lot now. Uh, you can find used ones on Craigslist that are reasonably priced. So kind of just, you know, looking at that, but also for you, you know, first-gen guys who are like, ah, tune out, you know, I don't need to hear this episode. I don't know. It might be a fun episode to poke fun at, uh, poke fun at us for. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> But I can tell you, I, I've had my Gen 6 now two years. Yeah. Is that possible? I think so. And I love daily driving that thing. Yeah. So it's just, it's it's awesome. I uh, didn't know what I was buying when I first got it. It's just like, well, I've driven some Jeeps and now I'm driving. A, uh, I also have a 2012 Jeep to play around with and drive. And I've been doing a comparison. So oh, nice. I have firsthand experience switching on and off on the same day sometimes. And, uh, man, I just, the more I drive that Jeep, the more I love my new Bronco because it's just so refined in comparison. Yeah. 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 I almost had to take your Bronco card there for a minute. (laughs) Pull it. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I don't think it's right to talk about the Jeep if you haven't actually owned one and driven one. And before that I was driving a, a 2005 that I was selling for someone. That's, that's why I have these. And, um, I, there's hardly any difference. Eight years later, uh, I didn't Same notice thing. any difference. It's like, okay, and the new ones didn't really change anything. Yeah. And uh, just the ease of getting in and out for me is, you know, a big deal for anyone. So, uh, yeah, we want to talk about uh, the things that we like about the new Bronco also. And to be fair, things we don't like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, kick us off since uh, Donnie does own the, uh, he's the sixth gen Bronco owner of us. Um, I have driven a bunch of the sixth gen Broncos. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I've taken them off road, taking them wheeling done a hundred miles an hour in them. So I've gotten, I've gotten some seat time in them for sure. Um, and first off, you know, to start the sixth generation Bronco is what we're talking about. There's been five generations up until 1996 from 1966 to 1996. There are five different generations of Broncos. And then in 2021, Ford came out with the sixth gen Bronco, which is the new Bronco, what we've all come to term the new Bronco. So that's what we're talking about today. Well, and what's funny is when they first came out, there were there were three. There was the Roadster, which is no roof, no doors, no nothing. Yep. It was a base, base, base model. Yep. And then there was the uh, U14, half cab, and then the U15 or wagon. And, um, and then they did away with the Roadster. So at one point, there was only two models. Yeah. I think they came out with maybe a Sport <clears throat> and a Ranger. So three or four variations. And right. I'm looking at the Broncos going, all right, well, how can we explain what to look for when you're buying a Bronco? It's like, how many miles are there? Well, there were seven in 2021 and then eight last year. And then this past year, uh, I think there's 10 now. And I thought, how can there be 10 different <laughs> Broncos to buy? There's the two-door and the four-door, right? Yeah, yeah. So I did a little research, but I did find a helpful video that explained all the different packages. It's only 44 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> so it's super short if you have time, and I'm sure at the end of it, it will be clear as mud. Clear as mud. Yeah. So, but here, I'll just give a quick rundown. Um, so there is, uh, to start with, the base model. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Big Bend, which I like to call the Big Bender. The Black Diamond. The Big Base. The, the Big Base, the Big Bender. <laughs> and then there's the Black Diamond, um, the Everglades. Uh, there's an Badlands and Outer Banks. Um, there's a Wild Track, which I have the Sasquatch version of the Wild Track. So there's two right there. Um, then there's the um, Heritage, the Heritage Limited, and then there's the Heritage Limited Select Silver Anniversary Private Special Commemorative Model. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out soon. I'm just guessing. Yeah, yeah right, so, right. But what's funny <laughs> is when you start to multiply two-door, four-door, yeah. and then the you know a Sasquatch or a non-Sasquatch, there are 24 different variations. Well, and you got... Bronco Raptor as well. That's the 10th one. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that came out this year. So It's just, it's nuts, man. Yeah. So many, so many <clears throat> models. But, and we can't, obviously, we can't forget our favorite, the Bronco Sport. Oh, are we going to talk about that? <laughs> the baby Bronco. <laughs> no, we won't. That's like the Bronco 2. Um, and you all know my love and affinity for the Bronco too, but you know, it's one of those things, you know, like all car manufacturers, Ford is trying to get you to spend the most money. And so because of that, you know, they limit the features that are available on the lower models and, and make it, uh, you know, add all these trims and everything on the upper models. Um, and so I was trying to think through, the two things that I think are the most, well, three things, three things that I think are the most important. Um, and this is John, the, uh, person who might take this off-roading, might take it wheeling, um, and, and all that. So, uh, first I think the, having the front locking electronic differential and the rear locking electronic differential, 
those are huge. And the front locking electronic differential or the front front uh, locking diff um, is only available on the upper models. I think it's Wild Track, Everglades, Badlands, and I think that might be it. Uh, maybe Heritage, but um, and the Raptor. Um, but like, so I think that's a huge one to have. And even if you're like, ah, I may or may not, you know, ever take this off road. I think it's still cool to have, and you should have it. The one that I'm like, you probably don't need, like most people don't need, is the sway bar disconnect. And so if you're kind of comparing like, oh, I really like the Badlands, you know, but I like the Wild Track as well. Wild Track doesn't have the stay bar disconnect. And so, you know, that's not, um, that's one of those that you can kind of save. I think it's like a $5,000 difference, um, but you could save there. But what's a, the, what's a third thing? The third one is my, like, from driving a lot of these, and I don't know if you have this, the Lux package, which is only on, the, it's the high-end interior package. It's only on the upper, uh, which yours is a wild track, um, wild track, Badlands, Everglades. Um, but it has the big screen. And dude, I think it's a 12-inch screen versus yours is the 8-inch screen. That 12-inch screen, I know it sounds just like bougie and who cares, but as soon as you go and drive one of those, it's like, I love it. I, I mean, it really does make a difference with, you know, that, that screen. Well, the, the Lux package also has the heated steering wheel, which yeah. is the one thing I didn't get. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Ian ordered my truck with cloth seats. I would have rather had the even the vinyl, just yeah. so you can slide around in the seat versus... Yeah get gripped on. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, and it's stuff like that, that I think a lot of people are looking at is like, well, does it really make a difference? Dude, that screen makes all the difference, especially. So I took uh, a Badlands to Moab um, and took it out on some trails to get up uh, Hell, Hell's, Hell's Revenge and Top of the World. And I can't tell you how many times I would turn the screens on with the front facing cameras and the I could 360 see, cam. yeah, yeah, and I could see exactly where my tire was going to be on the obstacle, um, which is cheating and, uh, way too easy, but man, it made such a difference, uh, when, when I was out on the trail and it, it just makes a difference. Like having that bigger screen is, is super nice. It's like having spotters. Yes. 100%. You know, what's cool about that is that the Lux package has, you know, the 360 cam, the heated steering wheel and the big screen, all of which I don't have. Yeah. That I would love to have in the next one I get. But yeah, my, I think the things I love personally the most about the Bronco is the turning radius. And um, I do love all the power. You know, I'm not a really big turbo guy, so the the boost and the the launch when you, the turbo comes on, it's not my favorite thing. But um, I love the interior. I love the specifically the interior space, the width of the truck, especially climbing in and out of these jeeps. And then I climb into my Bronco, and I'm like, yeah, this is so much more user friendly. And you know, whether you're parking or you're climbing in and out of it. But on the other side, I've got the two door. And there's no room in the back. No room. Do you remember 
we shoved Josh, the producer, in the back. Yeah. We had to both pull him out. It was like giving birth. It was. <laughs> it's like that scene in uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective 2, <laughs> yeah. when he's coming out of the rhino. <laughs> I do remember that. That's what getting out of a two-door Bronco is like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to make a meme about that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like the, I would say the two-door is no fun getting in and out of. Um, I the think back seat. The back seat. Uh, if you... Like, if you're looking for the Bronco, I I would would and you might disagree, but I would say go four door because of a couple of reasons. One, wheelbase. Like, I like the the bigger wheelbase, especially taking it on the trails. Like, it just gives you a little bit more stability. Um, you know, helps you you know kind of get up and over some obstacles a little bit different than the shorter wheelbase. Um, but then also, yeah, like if you put anything or anyone in the back of that Bronco, it's just, it's a nightmare to get in and out of even my kids, you know, are like squeezing in and out of it, you know? And so I think the four door is just so much, such a better option for really anyone, but I love that they did the two door because it looks like the original Bronco. Well, and, uh, again, you know, for me, it's all about the turning radius, but you the shorter is even better, but the yeah. sacrifices you make in a two door are, you can't just dismiss them. So I have a neighbor that's looking to buy a new, a new vehicle and she just wants a Bronco. I think she has a Nissan Armada. And I said, well, if you're going to keep your Armada and you're going to have this as an extra vehicle, yeah, the two door might make sense. I said, but if you're getting rid of the Armada, you got to get a four door. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just for me, it's like it's so much easier to get in and out of. There's more room in the back. Yep. Six passengers. I, I don't know. If the Broncos, a f they don't say five passenger for a two-door, I don't think. I, but I don't think you can fit five. There's, <laughs> there's no way she's going to get her three teenagers in the no. back of a two-door no. without, you know, one of them being dead when she goes to pull them out. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. And we keep talking about, you know, the Jeep um, and really the the biggest competitor of the Bronco is the Jeep, you know, and that's, that's one of those things that, uh, when Ford was looking at this, you know, they're looking at, looking at Jeep as, as their competitor and Jeep Wrangler, um, you know, that, that body style, I forget what they're called now, but, um, so really comparing the Jeep and the Bronco, there's a couple things that I think about, um, that are some of the main differences, um, solid axle versus IFS. Now we're not going to go deep into what that is, but the Jeep is solid axle in the front, in the front. And so when you're driving down the freeway, you're feeling a lot more bumps in the Jeep and it's a rougher ride. The Bronco is IFS, which means the, the wheels are moving independently of each other in the front and it's a smoother ride. It's a much more pleasant ride than, than a Jeep. Now, all the, uh, you know, rock crawling purists would say, oh, but you can't get the articulation out of a you know, an IFS that you can out of the solid axle Jeep. I totally agree. But I think for 99% of the population who's buying a Bronco, that IFS is going to be a much better ride, you know, 100% of the time. Um, and then inside dimensions, like even on the two-door, Two-door versus a Jeep Wrangler two-door TJ, whatever it is, um, YJ. Like, that is, the the Bronco is much bigger. And 
when you're sitting in it in the driver's seat in the passenger seat, it feels bigger. It sits bigger. You know, it's like you have more room in the Bronco. And I like that a lot more than the Jeep. Um, and then the last one's just kind of aesthetic. When you take your doors off, you lose your mirrors on the yeah. Jeep. Whereas on the Bronco, it keeps the mirrors. Most people don't know that, but that was like a top initiative for Ford was you can take the doors off and you still have left and right mirrors, which yeah. is a big deal when you don't have them. Right. I don't have them when I take my Bronco doors off on my early Bronco. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, I just trust on the, you know, the uh, rear view mirror. And Coming the over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if, if there's a car there, you're going to feel it pretty quick on your leg <laughs> with the doors off. So uh, when we were looking at all these different Broncos, um, you know, you go from uh, a base model and, you know, I think that, for 2024, they start at 38000 and change. And you can buy a nice used Bronco that's a much higher-end Lux package in that for, it's still not $38,000 because they're holding their price. But um, I just feel like you could buy a base model and put the bigger wheels and tires and, you know, get a, you know, a hard top for it if you wanted. But in reality, you know... It, it's better to just buy what you're looking for. So when we were talking about the models, you know, if I was buying a Bronco, I would buy a hard top and add like the Sunrider option or something like that yeah. to it, which is an aftermarket, like a convertible top that flips back. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so we have some of those we can look at later. We sort of picked like a base model and a high-end model and, yeah. and a Raptor to look at. I would, I would agree. Like, you know, right now, if I was looking at a Bronco, I would look at one that is on the uh, used side that has already been out there. Really, there's not a whole lot of big changes that they've made to them. And, you know, there's not, there are definitely changes and we're not going to go over all of them here today, but, you know, you could really get a good Badlands or Wild Track uh, four door Bronco and for a reasonable price, you know, a 2021, 22, uh, model and, and find it. And, and I think that's a, that's a huge deal now. Whereas what we were talking about before, they were a hundred thousand dollars, you know, and, and you couldn't find one used that wasn't more expensive than a new one, you know? And, and so, the prices have really leveled out and now they're in a much more competitive price range with the Jeep and with, you know, the Toyota 4Runner and, and these other vehicles. Um, and, uh, but I, I really do think that the, you said it earlier, the engine is plenty powerful and the transmission is plenty powerful. Like I know a lot of people were bummed that it didn't have a V8 when it came out. The Raptor does, Bronco Raptor, but, um, you know, the, the normal Bronco, all those models, none of them have a V8. And I have driven like with the engine and transmission, automatic transmission on the, the regular Bronco. It is plenty fast. And I drove it from Moab, Utah back to Salt Lake city. It's a four hour and change drive. And I was doing a hundred, 110, you know, not even thinking about it. You know, I'm just like on these two lane roads by myself, you know, no one else, no other cars around. And you're just, you know, cranking up some tunes and it's like the Bronco wasn't struggling. You know, I'd be, 
you know, I'd get behind someone and I could just step on it and pass them and whoa, I look down at my speedometer and you know, I'm over a hundred, you know, and it was just like, geez. And it just drove so easily. And I was on 37s. Um, and it wasn't scary. No, not at all. Like yeah. it, it really is. And I think it's that transmission. Is it the 10 speed? Um, yeah. It, the 2.7 liter comes with yeah. a bigger transmission. Yeah. And it just, I mean, it just climbed through the gears and made it just effortless to, to go fast. And, you know, the engine wasn't bogging down and, and all that. So I really do think it's, it's got plenty of power, plenty of capability off-road. Um, you know, it, it, it can handle itself, um, on most of the things that you'll put at it. Uh, and, and it's a super fun vehicle to drive. Well, I wasn't planning on doing this, but I sold my dually when I bought the Bronco and I use the Bronco as my daily driver. You've seen it. It's full of tools in the back yeah. I and mean, it's, I'm kind of a, kind of a mess. You're a pack rat. I, yeah. I'm a hoarder. <laughs> I have everything in my truck that I need to yeah. survive. And, uh, but I use it as my tow vehicle. I mean, I just towed Heath's Bronco to him and that was four hours. Wow. I'm sure I'm not supposed to be doing that, right. but you know, uh, I'm an experienced tow truck driver. <laughs> so, you know, I've towed thousands of cars with probably hundreds of different vehicles. And, uh, I would not recommend if you're going to tow anything of any size that you get the two door, definitely get the four door, but that transmission, the automatic transmission and that 2.7 liter turbo have tons of power. Like I, I've never said us doesn't have enough power for a six cylinder, even when I'm towing, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've been real happy with that. I will say one of the things that I have heard, you know, almost just all negative reviews of is the manual transmission. And I know I'm, I'm a manual transmission guy. I love driving a manual, you know, I, I love that, you know, there's still manual vehicles out there. I have not driven the Bronco in manual transmission form, but the people that I know who have don't like it. And it's been interesting. Yeah. Do you have any specifics? Like what they didn't like? I, I it's a seven speed. I know that. Seven speed, low, low first gear. Um, most people say they start in second um, with it, which that's, you know, not a big deal. But yeah, everyone that I talked to just didn't enjoy um, the manual transmission. And yeah, I, I should have gotten more information on why. But um, yeah, I've just heard negative things about... Well, uh, I would imagine you're shifting all the time. Oh, yeah. And maybe it's just too much shifting. True. Maybe that's speed. where... And maybe that's where you don't feel like the engine has enough power. Um is because you're just sitting there rowing through the gears to, you know, where yeah. on the automatic you're like, Hey, 10 gears, who just cares? Churning butter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gear, 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 gear. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're driving a semi. Yeah. I haven't heard, I haven't heard from anyone that's driven the seven speed yet. So, yeah. um, that is, I'll, I'll put that on my list of things to do. Yeah. We'll get one and we'll go drive it and we'll, we'll tell yeah. everybody what we thought. It'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, I think one thing to be fair, we should look at you know dislikes or reported issues. You know, there are a couple places to go. You can go to carissues.com. Um, that's one place to look. I think it's it's more open, but I, I feel like I should warn people that there's a big contingency of Jeep people that hate the new Bronco because it's dominating, you yeah. know, at, on many levels at racing, sales, and sales <laughs> yeah. and like everything that the truck does better. And, you know, these people have Jeep tattoos. They can't, 
you know, get those off. So <laughs> I don't know too many Jeep people that have converted right because they can't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's very true. And, you know, there's, I, I feel like there's a, a good amount of problems with the Bronco that are first time vehicle problems, period. You know, like I'm always one of those people. I don't buy the first generation of a new computer. I don't buy the first generation of a new car. Like, cause those are the ones that are going to have the most issues. You know, they haven't had the time to really figure out all the, the tweaks and, you know, everything with them. So yeah, there were issues with the engines, uh, on the, the Broncos, but there's also issues with the F-150 engines, you know, it was like whatever. You know, I haven't heard of anybody though, of all the Bronco people that we have in our club. Yeah. Nobody's had any problems and the people that, engine problems specifically, right. um, and that's, that's on the internet, you know, right. I literally, uh, I, I just, I haven't, I haven't had. I haven't either. Yeah. And the, and the 2.7 liter is cranked up even higher. I mean, it's really turned up for the Raptor. Yeah. So I feel like, well, the the basic engine itself, the in internals and things like that should be fine for what I'm doing. Right. But the uh, steering issue, there's a, a lot of steering high rod in steering. Yep. Where, but these are people that are wheeling their trucks. They're yeah. trying to keep up with experienced Jeep people that have lifted Jeeps on 37s and wheel and yeah. they go buy a Bronco and go try and do the same thing. And the truck, I don't think was designed to just go straight wheeling. Yeah at speed. So now I will say that is one thing that has been upgraded on the 2024 Broncos. I maybe it was 2023 that the big upgrade came out, but steering box upgrades uh and and steering the steering rack has been upgraded since the Bronco first came out and um you know a lot of that stuff has been strengthened. But yeah, like you said, you know, this is not everyday driver type issues. It's, yeah, if you don't have 37 inch wheels and you aren't trying to, you know, do Moab, you're, yeah. you know, or your local trail with giant rocks, you're not going to break anything. Right. right. You're going to be fine. Yeah. So there are issues, but, um, yeah, definitely the norm, nothing out of the norm for a new car coming out. You know, my, my son was here for Thanksgiving and they just bought a new, um, forerunner. And he was comparing it because I gave it to him for a day and a half and let him drive it. And he was comparing it to that. And he goes, this thing turns so much tighter than my 4Runner. And he was talking about how much wider it is in the inside than his 4Runner. But he goes, it's got this whistle. And they're like, we kept rolling up and down the passenger yeah. window. But I, I found out that it whistles when I'm stopped at a light. And it's got like a, a it's the fan. It's like a, a nose whistle. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> when you got a booger. Yeah, we, it, like whistles. It's like, so I got to get the booger out of my dashboard somewhere. <laughs> but it was actually not the window or the top. Oh, it's that's like, funny. There's a little cricket inside my dashboard somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So looking at some of these uh, Broncos for sale, this first one here is a 2022 Ford Bronco, like new Outer Banks edition, Area 51 color, uh, Soft top, lady driven. <laughs> I shouldn't have put that in there. <laughs> Cloth seats. This is actually, um, this has, you can look at it. It has the big 12 inch screen on the inside. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a good example. $49,000. Yeah. It's got 20,000 miles. Yeah. It's like they, they, they're not overpriced, 
But you can order a new one for that, but you're still going to have to wait. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. this was a 22. Yeah. Can you believe that? 50 grand. Crazy. And it does not have a hard top. Yeah. Just a soft top, cloth seats. Oh, man. Look at the size of that screen. Yeah. That's huge. That's a big screen. It is. It's the <laughs> it's the Lux big screen. And the Outer Banks, they kind of posed it as the, uh, I don't know, Broncos in style. So the Outer Banks has the fender flares that are painted the same color as the Bronco body. The mirrors are painted the same color. And then uh, the unique front grill that is just for the Outer Banks. I wanted to look at one on Bring a Trailer, and I'll tell you why. Because no matter what vehicle you look at Bring a Trailer, if you just scroll up, you can see what like the last dozen or two dozen of that type of vehicle sold for. So it gives you a real, you know, not asking price, but what did they actually sell for? So I've got one on here for us to look at. And it's almost new. It's a 2023. Bronco Raptor. Yeah. So, of course, we now are at the very top end of the scale. And I thought that color was pretty cool. Uh, it's a, a newer color. What do they call it? Yeah, coat orange over blue and black onyx leather and suede. Lux interior package, carbon fiber package, 17-inch wheels. I mean, all the all the things. I mean, it's the Raptor. Raptor. So we don't know what this one's going to sell for. It's at auction, which is what Bring a Trailer is. And it has 22 hours, 29 minutes, and 26 seconds to go. It's at 65000 which would be a steal uh, for a Braptor, but it obviously won't go for that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, looks super nice, looks super clean. And I think the reason to bring this up is there are these, even the Braptor is used, going used for reasonable price, you know? Yeah. And it's still... The Raptor is a little bit, you know, still a little bit rare. Um, so you might not find it uh, as cheap as you could just a normal Bronco. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just kind of goes to show that these are, their prices are coming down in the used market and you can get something good in the used market. Well, I'm going to watch this one and, and I'm almost positive this thing's probably still going to hit 90 grand. Yeah. So we'll let oh, you yeah. know next week. I'll... Keep an eye on it, and we'll see what happens. But if you scroll up, you'll you'll see, and or you search Bronco uh, for sale on Bring a Trailer. The range that they sold for, I didn't see anything sell for under forty. Nothing, not even this base model that was, you know, yellow with steelies, like real steel wheels that were pretty small, uh, a vinyl, you know, roof, um, and it was still like forty two thousand dollars. And they all have. None of these are, are brand new. They all have, I'd say, sixteen to 29,000 miles, depending on the year. So the market is, uh, you, you can find them now. And if you can find one for 40, I feel like you're doing a pretty good. Yeah. You can find a four-door for 40, and if you get a hard top, you're even better off. Yep, yep, exactly. What's uh, What do you got next? All right, so next we've got one from Carvana, which is they sell used cars, um, and we've got a 2022 Ford Bronco. Uh, this is a base for 41590 So Carvana isn't the place that you're going to find the cheapest uh, Bronco because obviously with the base, 
they are they still need to make a little bit of money. Um, and so you could probably get a base Bronco for cheaper. But the interesting thing is they show, hey, Kelly Blue Book on a Bronco is fifty-five thousand. <laughs> Carvana's price is only forty-one thousand. Well, yeah, Kelly Blue Book on a Badlands Bronco is fifty five thousand, or a Wild Track, you know. Well, and if you don't know how to use Kelly Blue Book, there's like four different levels of pricing. There's a direct, where you know you sell direct to a consumer. There's dealer trade in, which is forty percent less than dealer retail. So you got to kind of like, you know, the private party to private party is you selling a truck to me. There's no dealer involved, yeah, and yeah. that's the price that I go with when I use Kelly Blue Book value. Yeah. So this is kind of an example of uh, one I would not purchase um, <laughs> because it's, it is, it's the base model, base four door soft top. Um, and at 41,000, I would go get a brand new base, you know, that doesn't have 20,000 miles on it, you know, right. and for probably the same price, if not a little bit cheaper. Um, and, uh, but yeah, if you wanted one today, you could, you could get this one, but. I would, I would, I would, or I would go look for a wild track 2021 on Craigslist for 40,000, you know, 41,000. So, yeah. I think, I think you can get, uh, you know, like a Sasquatch package or something like that. You're still going to pay close to 50, but if you want, you know, the good suspension, the Bill Steins with the reservoirs and, you know, which is just amazing with that IFS. So for me, that's where I would start. I'd have to have that Bill Stein Resi setup yeah. with a hard top. Yeah. I kind of got to draw the line there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, bigger wheels and tires and, and a new suspension, you know. Yeah, I'm the same way. I would, I would want 37s with, you know, a little bit of a lift um, on a four-door as well. And you got to kind of consider that, you know, if you find one of those on Craigslist, you're probably, you know, that's five to $8,000 in upgrades that you aren't having to pay for. And so, you know, you factor that into the price as well, you know, and, and that's why I, I enjoy looking at the used market because you can kind of find something that you're like, I really like how that looks, you know, and, and, uh, and go for that. Yeah. And if you, if you do a fun place to look is to go bring a trailer. Cause there's all these trucks that have been customized. They have vinyl wraps, Maybe they've been repainted a much cooler color, lift kits, wheels, tires, um, all kinds of stuff, bumpers. And uh, you, people that spend all the money on that stuff don't usually get it back. Right. <laughs> so um, it's a good place to look, but you got to follow them on that and then see what they actually sold for. So there you go. Hopefully that was a good overview on uh, everything you need to know about the new Ford Bronco, why you should get one, what you should be looking for according to John and Donnie. And what how, to pay. And what to pay. How much money you should spend. Um, our buddy Rob Matthews was selling his. Uh, he had an eruption green one. I just wanted to plug Rob because he always texts me after the podcast, and he's like, oh, I love it when you talk about me on the podcast. There you go, There you go, Rob. Uh, but, yeah, he had he had his for sale, and it sold. He I think he sold it in, like, two days. Oh, wow. Yeah, he sold it pretty quick, so... Um, he'll, he'll text me and correct me how long it took to sell it, but you know, there you go. The eruption green is still my favorite color. I remember we were at lunch the other day and when there was one parked in the parking lot and the sun was hitting it. It was beautiful. 
And it yeah. was singing to us. It was. It was. <laughs> it was. The heavens had opened, and the angelic choir had had begun the the praise of the eruption green. I still think eruption green's a terrible name. <laughs> Reminds me of little children puking. But anyways, we digress. Uh, Donnie, this episode's not over. Oh, right. We promised that we would talk about some specials. Specials. Saved it to the end. Right at the end. Coming in at the end. Have you heard Tom's Off-Road Insider Club? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you could be an insider like John. That's right. I know all the things that go on. know what's coming out before anybody else and have actually- I never know what's going on. On your vehicle. It just shows up on your door. Yeah, it does. I'm like, oh, I got a new package. (laughs) I wish. That would be awesome if I had a- If there's a a Bronco company that will say, hey, when we come out with a new product, you just pay a flat rate for the year and we'll ship it to you. Oh, like the people that do your clothing outfits? Yes, I would totally do that. (laughs) Like- Oh, we just came out with a new uh, power steering box. Here you go. Like, you know, and you pay a yearly subscription. I would do that in a heartbeat. That'd be amazing. Uh, but yes, back to the real thing, reality. Tom's Off-Road is uh, doing a new little insider club, and they are offering... Well, you'd be the first to get the scoop on new products and deals. And they're offering, I think if you're an insider, you get an, uh, an extra 5%. Yeah, or you so, always get 5%? No, when you sign up as an insider, your next order will get 5% off. So if you've got, you know, if you are getting saving up your Christmas money um, and, uh, you know, saving up all the goodies in your stocking and you're going to go blow it in January, join Tom's Off-Road Insider and you get 5% off uh, your entire order, I believe. Um, your next order. So that's a huge deal. We're going to put a link in the description where you can find out how to become an insider from Tom's Off-Road. You uh, you will have to give your phone number, so don't skip that part if you want to be a Tom's Off-Road insider. Tom's Off-Road is also doing year-end deals, uh, and they are going to be offering flat rate shipping the entire month of December on all of their interior bar kits. Now, this is not a bar for the <laughs> inside of bar. your house. <laughs> this is a roll cage, but they can't say roll cage anymore because uh, that's not politically correct. Technically, it has to be <laughs> welded to your frame to be a roll cage yeah, for yeah. on and off-road use. So really, they're all bar kits anymore. Yeah, they're bar kits. Interior Light bar, bar kits. Kit. Yeah. 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 Um, but man... Uh, flat rate shipping, it's $225 for flat rate shipping, which I don't know if you've ever had. I, I got my roll cage shipped and it was crazy expensive. And so this is literally cuts that shipping in half. So if you're looking for a roll cage, uh, I'm sorry, an interior bar kit, uh, definitely December is the month for you to get one out at uh, Tom's Off-Road. Yeah, I've I've welded together half a dozen of these already and uh they're quality kits i like them i like the way they fit um they look really good too yeah but um they send you the kit and you weld it together or you find someone that can weld well i think looking at all these uh used gen 6 broncos was really good now i can also give uh my neighbor bridget some good advice uh, especially you know even the fact that we talked about the seven speed manual transmission yeah um i really want to go drive one but i think she should drive one before she buys one because yeah. uh 
people still think of them as four speeds, but I was driving Heath around with the three speed and I'm like, I need two more gears. Yeah. <laughs> like it was a blast to drive, but I needed more gears. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to The Broncast, a podcast all about the Ford Bronco. We'd like to thank this season's sponsor, Tom's Off-Road, for all your Gen 1 and Gen 6 Bronco parts. Our technical producer and audio editor is Josh Toller, a freelance podcast mixer, editor, and trumpet player extraordinaire right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Find our video, podcasts, and other materials on our YouTube channel, Nashville Early Bronco. Thanks again for listening to the Broncast. We'll see you next week.